So hello and welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I keep messing this intro up and I'm not going back to doing it again. This is genuinely, I think I've done 20 recordings there of saying hello, welcome back to the podcast. I keep messing it up because I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. But anyway, I'm just going to flow with it now. I'm sure, I'm sure, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sure you don't mind that much. So what I, firstly, Happy New Year. Hopefully you all had a good Christmas. Hopefully it all went well. You had good time, plenty of socialising, all that, all that sort of crack. Um, for me, I suppose it was plenty of socialising, um, plenty of food, plenty of drink, um, but came out with feeling feeling good, I suppose. Um, I suppose I had the launch of the community back in the 2nd of January. So I wanted to be kind of fresh for that because um, the community filled up again. And again, anyone listen back to this, thank you very much for joining up. Um, it's really, really appreciated. It's, it's, it's absolutely flying um, since I launched it, as in it's, it's filled up each time. And I'm extremely grateful to, grateful to everyone who has joined. Um, the next intake, just for anyone wondering, is going to be April time. And I am not sure, is it a 12-week challenge, 8-week challenge, but the, I am going to have an early bird offer for something along the lines of like the first day so if you are wanting to get on that kind of that early bird offer um just make sure you join my email list but what i just my day there just gone by this is really random i this i hadn't this um podcast planned by any means at all i was literally recording reels and doing some client programming and stuff but the last four hours I was recording reels, I smashed my road mic, which costs about 250 euro. It's, I think it's okay, but it's the whole screen smashed, nearly smashed my phone, nearly smashed the big light. Um, so I've had a eventful couple of hours, but we uh, we stay moving on anyway. Um, so basically what I want to chat about here is, I suppose, how to achieve weight loss. I think, well, I'll, I'll probably title it, what, how to achieve your weight loss goals in 23. Basically what I want to do is just give people a little bit of kind of like a guideline of more so things nearly not to do um, more than anything to be honest and just the kind of mindset to be in and, and the expectations to have I suppose you know. Usually when a person starts off on a weight loss journey it usually involves the mindset of restriction and torture. That's usually what it revolves around right there's a lot of people don't have a positive outlook on, let's say, a diet, let's say a deficit, dropping body fat, right? It usually involves, it usually includes pain and suffering to people. I'm not saying that uh, dropping body fat is like so joyful and it's, it's, it's amazing and it's lovely and it's, you're so full of energy. That's not what it is. You're obviously, you're not giving your body the adequate calories that it needs. So of course, it's not going to be absolutely brilliant, but it doesn't have to be like, torture by any means at all and like most people shouldn't feel that feel apps shouldn't feel negative effects from it um unless you're a person who is getting absolutely shredded to the bone you know what i mean um but i think people make it an awful lot harder than it than it needs to be okay and to be totally honest yeah it all starts from the drop of the flag basically so what i'd always say what i want to just try and emphasize is start whenever you start a diet or start uh your i suppose weight loss journey for example i need you to think to yourself is this something that i can stick to for the rest of my life right now what i don't mean there is the let's say the calories that a person will be on because obviously when you're in a deficit you 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 are on a little bit lower calories than when you're maintaining but i just mean the overall habits the the structure your the foods that you're eating the structure the the you know what i mean like the overall structure of it the, as i said the foods that you're eating and the kind of approach that you take is this 
something along the lines that you could sustain for the rest of your life? If the answer is no, well then there's an issue somewhere, okay? Now, at the same time, there are some times where people do need to change habits. If a person has absolutely awful lifestyle habits, then obviously something has to give along the lines, you know what I mean? Maybe it is a little bit of change in the overall mindset to an extent, but for majority of people, like it's it's about just simple, sustainable habits. And what we want to try and look at, usually when a person starts is the first thing to think of is restriction, right? Usually it's restriction. When instead, what we want to think of is what can we add into our diet instead of what can we take away from our diet? And people don't ever, ever think of that, right? People never think of that. It's straight away, let's take out the bread for, for God only knows what reason a person will do that. Let's take out the chocolate. Let's take out the biscuits. Let's take out X, Y, and Z. Let's not drink for the next 12 weeks, which again, if a person wanted to do that, absolutely fine. But once it's not going to lead to a person to absolutely binge drink then, same thing with food, you know what I mean? Again, it's all your what you want to do yourself, but it's so important to not cod yourself and think that you're going to sustain some extreme measures for, for the rest of your life because the majority of the time, we uh, people won't, you know? Like, what's so important is that you need to understand that nothing needs to be taken out of your diet in order to achieve fat loss. And that is literally fact of the matter. You don't have to cut out any specific types of food groups. You don't have to cut out anything from your diet. And as I said, the reason that I say add to your diet rather than take away is because when I think of add, what I'm thinking of is more protein, more fiber, so you're more fruits and veg, more, let's say just getting adequate water in, and let's say some more movement and a, a, a little bit more exercise, right? So when you add in, let's say, the likes of more fruits and veg in your day, when you add in more protein in your day, this is one of the big ones, people are so much more satisfied and actually full. So as a result, a person ends up actually consuming less calories throughout the entire day because it likely doesn't lead to a person wanting to overeat at nighttime and doesn't lead a person to overeat or binge and let's say at the weekends, okay? Because the person doesn't feel that urge or feel that, doesn't have that, I suppose, scarcity mindset is what I'd call it, you know what I mean? Like a scarcity mindset is where you see a specific type of meal or a specific type of food and you're, you think that food that, right, this, I'm not going to get this type of food now for a good while again. So do you know what? I'm going to polish the whole thing off and, and I'm, I'm going to overeat on it and, and, and let's say binge on it because you said you might as well because you're not going to see it for another while again. Whereas if a person knows that, let's say I'm going to use chocolate as an example. If a person knows that they're going to have chocolate tomorrow again and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, the amount of chocolate you have probably goes down because you're actually just incorporating a bit each day instead of having like quadruple amount every couple of days. You know what I mean? Um, and as well, it's your overall mindset is just going to be your your mental health will even benefit from having foods you enjoy. You know what I mean? Um, and it's so important to understand that weight loss and fat loss is meant to be a positive impact on your life, not a negative. As I said, it's not like there there is some things that we do need to do at certain times that maybe we don't want to do. Let's say it could be getting out for our steps, could be going to the gym, but and it could be it could be maybe tracking your food or it could be planning your planning your food, right? But they're only small things and and they're more so habits that you will ingrain over time, you know what I mean? And and, and you'll you'll start understanding how good they all make you feel um as you go on, you know what I mean? So basically, as I said, it all starts with the approach that you take at the start. So thing kind of not to do at the very start is don't drop your calories to the absolute floor from the get-go, right? Because the only thing that's going to happen here is that you're going to hit a wall, right? You're going to end up getting 
low in energy as time goes on. You're going to end up getting your 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 hunger level is going to go through the roof, and you'll ju just end up getting sick of it. Okay, so that's like I want you to imagine it like uh, what let's say. 10 kilometer run, for example, you wouldn't take off sprinting from the get-go because you're just going to run out of fuel at the end. And there's actually nothing wrong. And, and like studies have shown that like rapid fat loss for the right individual isn't actually an issue at all, right? But for 99.9% .9 of the population, they have no real place in going with rapid fat loss because it's too extreme. You know what I mean? A person, the only time I'd ever have a person doing like, kind of rapid fat loss would be a person who has proper experience of dieting before as in dropping body fat before in a controlled way um you know what i mean but for the for the general population for most of us we've no place for rapid fat loss we want to you want to start on as high as calories possible that allows weight loss to occur okay so your deficit should be about three to five hundred below your maintenance calories okay and as i said starting on as high as calories possible and then dropping then over time let's say as weight loss um as you as you lose more and more weight and let's say if you want weight loss to continue on yes then you will start having to drop into a little bit of lower calories but starting off you you want to start on as high as calories possible because you want it to feel like such a, a handy change you know what i mean you want you want things to be such such small, simple changes, you know what I mean? You don't want a big drastic change from the get-go. And as I said, because as I said, you're just going to get sick of it, okay? Uh, and you're hungry, you're, you're just going to go out of control, right? So that's very, very important. And that's number one. Number two is, I suppose, as I said, I kind of touched on this already anyway, but cutting out foods that, that you hate, okay? Please do not cut out certain food groups out of your diet. There's absolutely no need. What, what likely does have to be done sometimes is like maybe reducing a, a specific type of food slightly okay so for example maybe reducing your portion size of let's say your uh what let's say your menstruals at night time this is such a random thing it just literally came to my head instead of having like multi-packs of things try and just portion things out you know what i mean and have them portioned out for each day you know so you have them there for each day um and you're getting that kind of hit of i suppose what you want nearly i suppose i nearly hit a dopamine to an extent because you're getting something that you're that that you're wanting to have you know what i mean um that's really really important then one of the one another thing is as i as i oh yeah one other thing that i wanted to say was our overall mindset i suppose the mindset you start off with and in my opinion this is probably the most important aspect of it all starting off with the mindset that you're not going to be perfect all the time is i think the most important thing of all that you're not going to be perfect all the time it's it's so so important because when you when a person sets out motivation is sky high at the very start right and from there what happens is over time they might get to i don't know mid, mid let's say six weeks in for example six weeks in and motivation isn't high anymore motivation might have hit a dip okay which is 100% normal and that's something that's extremely important to understand right so the motivation might drop down and straight away a person might end up slipping up a small little bit I wouldn't even call it slipping up right and that's that's important actually a person might go over their calories or they mightn't track on a specific day or they might have go have a takeaway and go way over their calories right but then oftentimes if a person has was in the mindset from the start that right I have to be perfect all of the time then that person is going to just end up giving up 
and they like let likely let that day lead into another day and another day and another day and it continues on and that's when it's a serious that that's when that's where the issue actually lies and that's what where a person will never ever ever sustain a weight loss result if a person is in the mindset of perfection you need to start learning about imperfection or accept not not learn about it sorry wrong terminology start accepting imperfection okay we're aiming for 80 percent good not 100 percent perfect okay that's what it always say to a person and that's that's honestly key and it's even more important nearly for when you're focusing on 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 um on actually maintaining your weight loss you know um it's actually so so important so another thing and just a little analogy i'd use there as well is that like right if you went out and you burst a tire like you wouldn't say to yourself do you know what now I'm going to find the nearest pillar here and I'm going to send the car straight towards the pillar and ride the car off that's not what you do you know what I mean and I want you to kind of nearly apply that to your to your nutrition and to your fitness because one bad day isn't the issue it's your response to them bad days that actually causes the issue okay so this mindset is honestly the most important part of of it all in my opinion it's the most important part and then on the flip side of all that if you were having let's say two days in your week or even like once a week where you're going absolutely skyrocketing over your calories completely writing off one day every single week that then obviously is going to be an issue but what i mean is every day a day every now and again where let's say you go go way over your calories or let's say you do nothing that is fine but it, as i said if it's happening like every single week then there's something right do you know what i mean but another thing as well is that if let's say you don't get your uh what did i say you, let's say you don't you, you don't track for example right let's say you don't track your food if people are tracking their food that doesn't mean that let's say you don't let's say aim for your steps right let's say you didn't hit your step count it doesn't mean you just don't track your food or let's say look after your nutrition if you miss a workout it doesn't mean that your nutrition has to go to go go to to shit basically you know what i mean not everything has to align all the time it's about working down the priority list of importance to least importance and like the priority list for fat loss it all depends what way you're looking at it but like technically speaking calories are obviously number one let's say then our steps movement is number two then let's say protein intake and let's say our workouts and a few other bits that go with it you know what i mean but it's it's about understanding that it not everything has to align all of the time and that's honestly that's you have to wrap your head around that because if you don't one thing will set you off and you won't end up doing the other thing you know what i mean so that's 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 king okay that really really is king so then another what i want to touch on also is using your scale okay so if a person this honestly is probably one of the things where people slip up on and it's always due to a person's outlook on the scale not being up to scratch and i i think that's simply down to overall slimming clubs weight watchers all that crack where you go in you put all your happiness into one number on a scale for the entire week if it's down happy days success if it's if it's um up you've you've you're, you've you've done terribly you know what i mean that's the the way they, they approach it which is awful and to be honest yeah the more and more people i work with it's just detrimental to people's overall fat loss so what i will always say and what's what i say to all members of the community all one-to-one -one clients is that we need to look at we need to use the scale as a tool it's not a, i i personally don't think that avoiding the scale i'm actually going to have a full podcast on the scale eventually right but 
it's not that we just avoid the scale and just like just completely ignore it because it's a useful tool once we can remove the emotional attachment of it our scale isn't a isn't a resemb isn't a, a resemblance or, or what's the word isn't a picture of herself basically I, I i have no time to think of, of the word i was thinking of but it isn't like a reflection of herself is kind of what i'm trying to say of her of her self-worth right the scale is simply a tool to help us track our fat loss progress and our weight loss progress and allows us to make adjustments accordingly okay so if things are stalled out for let's say a few weeks we then know right we are no longer in a deficit how are how is everything let's kind of have a look at the whole let's say two weeks gone by do i need to make adjustments right but you see, the scale isn't an issue for a person when they remove the emotional, ad emotional attachment to that scale. But if you're putting all your self-worth into that number on the scale and you can't understand that the scale is meant to go up and down every single day for 101 different reasons, then the scale is going to be an issue. So I'm going to have a full podcast on the scale eventually, but briefly you need to understand your scale weight isn't meant to go down your your number on the scale isn't meant to go down linear okay it's not meant to be just a linear drop you're going to have spikes up and down up and down up and down but that's when you that's when you revert back to your understanding of the process right okay so i know how fat loss occurs i know how weight loss occurs it is consuming less calories then i'm then i'm expending um based on my active on my average activity level right then you look at and let's say then you notice maybe like a spike up in the scale for whatever for whatever reason. It might have been due to extra salt. It could be time of the month. It could have been you might have extra carbohydrates. Therefore, you retain more water. Let's say you saw that spike coming up and you're like, that's grand. I even understand the process. Like I, I it's, it's normal for the scale to spike up on specific days, even if everything was perfect. So I'm just going to continue on with everything. So if you can have that understanding and you know the principles behind fat loss, you know that you've done everything perfect over the last few weeks. You know your tracking has been accurate. You know you've been hitting your step count. You know you've been getting your workouts in. You have nothing then to be concerned like you know what i mean you know that if you just continue to stay doing what you're doing things will will start dropping in in, in the right direction but let's say then if you have a good bit of weight lost already let's say um it, it, and let's say you saw a stall out you then might need to make an adjustment that's where you use a scale to be like okay i've stalled out here for a few weeks now i like to need to make adjustments to my intake or my expenditure you know what i mean again that's kind of on another little topic but it's about just accepting to using the scale as a tool alongside other things as measurements progress pictures how we're feeling in our clothes how's our performance at the gym how's our energy levels all of that stuff you know what i mean so using loads and loads of different um metrics and not putting all into one not putting everything into one metric is honestly so so important um and, and as i said I, 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 the biggest thing that i always say to a person is make sure you're getting your moving averages and you're not just standing on the scale once a week and literally because it's like playing a game of Russian roulette, you know what I mean? You've absolutely no clue what sort of number is going to cope with scale because the fact of the matter is your scale weight can fluctuate massively each day um, due to so many different reasons. A lot of water, obviously water weight fluctuations, um, water weight fluctuations, um, and that, and there's so many factors that influence your water retention and that. But a little general, general rule of thumb, Jesus, a general rule of thumb is if you see your scale spike up just all of a sudden overnight, it's not fat. If you see your scale like drop down massively, uh, let's say by three pound overnight or two pound overnight, it's not fat either. You know what I mean? It's as I said, it's all about just the moving average is the thing you look at. And that's honestly, um, that's honestly so, so important. So one other 
thing I want to chat about is setting periods where fat loss is the goal and fat loss is not the goal, right? So, sorry, I just want to drink. My mouth is kind of drying up here. Excuse me. <laughs> so, when, what I always say to a person is, a person who is, let's say, has 30 kg to lose, 20 kg, even maybe if it's 10 kg, whatever it is, I often don't advise a person to do that all at once. And I never really advise a person to go 12 weeks straight trying to be in, or more than 12 weeks straight while being in a deficit because diet fatigue kicks in, adherence starts slipping, the will to keep going starts slipping and their accuracy and everything starts slipping, right? Whereas if we can, if we can say to ourselves, right, let's have a look here now what the next kind of couple of months are looking like. What sort of social events have I... Do I have like a maybe kind of clear, a clear-ish six weeks without a mass, any big massive like weekends away or things like that, that I can maybe make as much kind of fat loss progress um, as possible. And then let's say you come up to a social event, for example, and or a, a week where things are more active socially, for example, and you're like, right, you know what, now I might take a maintenance week here now, refresh the brain, refresh the mind, and let's kick on, kick on then again, you know what I mean, and get the ball rolling. Um, and for some people, it might be just having it planned out in four week bursts. So deficit for four weeks, maintenance calories for another week. Maintenance calories is basically adding on three to five hundred above your deficit calories, basically. So it just allows you to just just get get that little bit of uh, extra food in you, let's say for a week, as I said, to just satisfy yourself that little bit to kind of just keep adherence up. And if you have them planned little pit stops, as I said, it could be four could be six, could be 12 weeks, um, 12 weeks until, uh, four, six, 12 week bursts and then a maintenance week after each of one of them, um, whatever kind of suits you and whatever things you think you suit your lifestyle. I always recommend based it around your own, your own kind of specific life uh, and things you've on in your life, you know what I mean? Um, but what, as I said, it allows you to just have a pit stop, refresh the mind, any little bit of diet fatigue that might have been there, any like, um, slipping up adherence wise that might have been there you know what I mean it just kind of just sets you up to for success basically again you know um instead of you trying to say to yourself and this is a mistake that people will always make they're at the start they're highly motivated they think they'll do it all at once they hit a little bit of a wall a few weeks in and they're like oh geez I wish now I, I, I had like a planned kind of week there where I was working towards then taking a maintenance week you know what I mean a maintenance week then isn't like a week where you're just literally eat everything in front of you. It's simply just bring your calories up a little bit just to refuel a little bit more, you know, or just to fill yourself up that little bit more and, and to satisfy yourself that little bit more. Um, you know, so that's that's important. It's just to not think that you're going to be just playing sailing throughout. Have a plan little breaks where you're working towards so that your um, adherence can hold up, you know. Then it's like, right, what do we add into our diet, okay? One of the biggest things I'd always say to a person is create a meal structure for yourself, right? So people will be listening to this and people will be taking all different approaches. So I'm not going to talk about real any specific approach as such. Um, a lot of people, some people track calories, some people be just portion control, mindful eating. Some people might be doing keto for whatever reason, I don't know. But um, everyone will be doing different kind of approaches. But what I'll always say here is that Try and have a meal structure for yourself. So whatever you think is kind of going to work best for you to, uh, like what that could be is three meals, two snacks, three meals, three snacks, two meals, four snacks. I'm going to just go with like the three meals, let's say two snacks, for example. What we want to try and do here is we want to base our meals around our protein source, okay? And by us having a bit of a meal structure, 
you're building again you're you're again thinking long term and you're building habits long term that you're not just like skipping meals the whole time and trying to like go long hours out eating then overeating whereas if we have planned kind of a meal structure planned somewhat similar kind of meal times each day we're helping control our overall appetite where we're having that structure for going forward we keep up our overall positive eating habits of protein with each meal and that's one fundamental that you go with. So every meal you have, you're aiming to get a good hit of protein, 20 to let's say 40 grams of protein, all depending on like how much protein your, what, what, what your target is. But like a little bit of a kind of a ballpark for you is like an open hand kind of fist of protein with each of your three main meals. You might, uh, then let's say you're two, and then with the meals and you're thinking of just a normal quality carbohydrate source, potatoes, rice, pasta, whatever it is, and then a nice hit of edge, okay? simple as that your let's say then your snacks like you're there's so many high protein snacks out there now that are such a help high protein yogurts protein puddings all of them are so beneficial that can be like a planned snack in and then and you might have a piece of fruit or something like that with it and then nighttime then for example you might have your bar of chocolate with your cup of tea or whatever and you just repeat if you can build habits and build a structure like that for yourself you're going to make your life a hundred times easier rather than just going into the going into each week with zero plan, zero idea what is going on, zero idea what meals you're going to have. You know what I mean? It's going to be so much better having a bit of a structure and somewhat of a plan in place going into the meal or going into the going into each week. Okay. And then, as I said, adding things in, you're thinking of adding in some more protein. You're aiming for general rule of thumb of protein is 1.5 grams to two grams of protein per kg body weight okay on a daily basis and then you're thinking of a minimum of about five servings of fruit and veg like a serving of fruit or veg is like kind of a palm size okay just to, again a, a ballpark kind of a, an idea but what that will allow you to do is get more fiber in your diet get more um just overall micronutrients vitamins minerals you'll just feel so much better um and you'll be fuller therefore hunger levels won't be as high therefore the chance of you overeating isn't going to be as high either um then obviously the fundamental things of trying to prioritize your sleep as best you can because like your sleep is honestly the foundation of everything and the best look to you trying to drop body fat without having your sleep somewhat under control and now don't get me wrong here because i'm well aware that like just plain let's say mothers fathers who let's say newborn kids and like that's a different story altogether like it's that is tough and it's about just trying to make the best of a kind of a tough situation all depending on on how good of a sleeper the 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 baby is you know what i mean but like for but just as i said again i'm talking general here and not specific to anyone but we want to try our best to get seven to nine hours sleep to control our hunger levels help satisfy yourself that little bit more um help us make better decisions um help us perform better recover better just everything is better when we have good solid sleep in the bag you know what i mean um and then your step count then a lot of people will try and just go from like doing 3000 steps to doing 23000 slowly build it up build it up from 2 3000 more than what you're doing a good ballpark to be honest is around 8 to 10k steps some people if you're in an office job you might have to go lower you know what i mean and and again it's all personal pre- it's 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 what suits you but what i'll always say is do more do a little bit more than what you're already doing now okay um so hopefully that makes sense so to round it kind of up what i want to say is that small simple changes and not trying to change 101 things at once okay i said a good few things there i talked about calories i talked about protein i talked about sleep i talked about steps i talked about workouts or i actually didn't talk about workouts but your workout this is going to come into it 
don't overshoot yourself okay if you're picking your let's say how many workouts you want to do in a week don't say to yourself that you're going to do five if you hadn't been doing any now start with maybe two start with three whatever it is but take them off let's say a month in you're like john i'm loving this i'm gonna get another session in you know what i mean slowly build it up and don't try and do everything at once um and like if a person's completely new and like struggles with succeeding let's say in weight loss over the years it's more so for a person like that where you're like looking at it and you're like okay what are the positive things that i can do here now for myself can i increase my movement a little bit more can i create a little bit of a meal structure for myself and ensure that i get a hit of protein with each of my meals can i say to myself that i'm going to try and make an effort to prioritize my water and my sleep and start kind of taking them little habits off first before you go into any any more kind of big things, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So ho- obviously no one's going to respond. No one's going to respond to me, but hopefully um that makes sense. And as I said, we're aiming for, we're not aiming for perfection. It's accepting imperfection is probably one of the most important things that you take away from this podcast. Um, but I hope that kind of helps people out in some shape or form again sorry if that was a little bit kind of all over the shop um please god it wasn't but hopefully it was of some value to you anyway um the plan for the podcast actually is i'm going to be having i've actually a couple of podcast episodes that i need to upload that i've done there lads there's three actually um there's three that I need to upload from last year. So I'm going to probably, I'm upload this one now and then I'll upload another couple there over the next, this week and next week. Um, and that will be me nearly sorted. And then I have like a few good, a uh, few different guests planned. So like at the moment I have, at the mo- uh, yeah, at the moment I have like Sean Casey's going to come on again. Um, I have Ushi Mulligan who is going viral there at the moment. Um, Barry, or Barry Maguire, his one's coming up. Jordan Clark, his one's coming up, and then I have um yes, there's loads loads of different ones, loads of different ones. Sharon, who was t- actually chatting about CBT, um, cognitive behavior behavior therapy, that's actually the one that's going to be out shortly. So there's loads, there's loads coming up. Um, so thank you very much. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you got some value from it, and if you did, I would appreciate you rating the podcast and even just let me know if you enjoyed it. Thanks a million.